Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. A new day has dawned. All over the earth, men and women are arising. It's time for the sons of God to awake. It is a day of justice, recompense, Restoration, revival, and resurrection power. Xavier, pastor of New Wine Ministries. Great to be with you today. I'm excited about our guest today, our friend and brother from the northwest of the United States or in the United States, Chris King. He's joining me on the air right now, and I want to invite him into the broadcast. Say good morning, Chris. How are you today, sir? Good morning, Pastor Vincent. God bless you. It's good to be back. Well, well, thank you for the blessing, and thank you, and it's so good to have you back. And it's been a long time, Chris, probably a good 11 or 12 years since the last time we really spoke, maybe, you know, within that frame. And uh, you were saying so many things back then that uh, have been fulfilled, and you have launched into your ministry. You're, you're still at it. You're still on the planet. You've gone through it all, and it's just wonderful to have you back on the air with us today. So tell well, us what you're you. doing yeah, tell us what you're doing and what's in your heart, and let's get into a little conversation. We've got one hour today, and then I've got to do a, a hard close and get out the door. I've got three different appointments, but uh, tell us what's going on in your heart, your mind, and uh, it, it kind of uh, diagnose or interpret what's going on in the world in which we live, Chris. Oh, wow. That's, uh, that's an open-ended subject. Um, there, there's so much going on. I don't know. Where we would start, where we would end, uh, we'd be here for five hours. But uh, lots going on in the world since we spoke uh, 11, 12 years ago. So much happening. Um, and unfortunately, uh, most of that is not good. It's not good things. Uh, and the Word of God predicts that. The Word of God tells us that uh, things will wax worse and worse. Uh, anyone who thinks that, you know, our best days are ahead of us is only deceiving themselves. Um, so we really need to be in the word of God these days. We really need to uh, make him our joy and our peace because uh, in the world, we're going to have tribulation. You better believe it. And um, I really, uh, I really enjoyed the uh, message you gave yesterday on Matthew 13. I thought it was really timely and uh, dealing with the harvest and uh it's important 
to understand these things. Uh, like I said, uh, there's just so much going on uh, in the world, whether you're talking about delusions uh, in the American church, whether we're talking about false doctrine or false prophecies, uh, we are deluded beyond deluded. And it is my, uh, it's not just my opinion. I know from the spirit of God that uh, the American church has reached its peak. And what that means is, is that we have no further to go uh, as a, as a corporate body. Uh, we have reached our peak in this country and there's no more to do. There's, uh, you know, there's no more advancement that we can have. The Lord has tried uh, for years, over the past 40 years, he has uh, tried to bring revival, corporate revival into the church. And uh, we continue to sidestep him at uh, every turn. And it's unfortunate. Uh, if you study the uh, third wave movement, uh, you know, all of these revivals that God wanted to do something spectacular. I'm not saying that he didn't. Don't misunderstand me. There were many that were touched through these different revivals. But the problem is, is that God wanted so much more, and his church could not handle his outpouring. They could not handle his power, um, and, and whether it was people on the other side of the aisle that were criticizing him, uh, criticizing the Spirit of God, criticizing the move, or whether it was the people who were propagating the revival. They ended up moving into nonsense, into false doctrine, uh, sometimes just walking in overt sin. Um, it baffles me that um, there were ministers um, that would feel like it was time to divorce their wives right in the middle of a revival. Uh, I'm not sure uh, where they got that idea from. I mean, they couldn't even wait six months to a year after a revival ended before they decided to cut ties with their wife. No, they had to do it right in the middle of a revival. What is going on with the church? You know, why is it that all of these people propagating revivals think that it's time to spew false doctrine? I don't get it. So we have proven that we can't handle the power of God. We've proven that for 40 years and probably longer, but uh, we've really proven over the last couple of decades that we can't handle the power of God as, as an American church any longer. We've reached our peak, and uh, it's unfortunate, but all that we can expect now is the judgment of the Lord to fall upon the country, and as his judgment comes, persecution will come, and we're seeing that happening now to a very small degree. We're seeing persecution. It will only intensify. And as persecution intensifies, then we're going to see that refiner's fire come through. You know, and I think you talked a little bit about that yesterday. We're going to see that refining process take place. Uh, you know, one of the things you brought up yesterday in Matthew 13, uh, 28, I believe, the, uh, Jesus said unto them, an enemy has done this. And the servant said unto him, uh, will you prefer that we go up and gather them up? And uh, Jesus said, but he said, no, lest while you go gather up the tares, you root up also the wheat with them. He said, let both grow together until the harvest. And that's an interesting uh point that Jesus makes, uh, signifying that uh, if you try to harvest them too early, they're not ready. You know, they haven't gone through the period of testing yet. They're not ready to be harvested. They have a lot more growing to do. And that's the way it is in this country, is we have a lot of growing to do as a church, me included. Uh, I'm certainly not, uh, uh, you know, perfect and, and uh you know, uh, the most holy person on the planet, and uh, we could all use a little bit of refining. And that's what's going to take place. You know, Jesus often talked about washing your, wo your robes uh, and making them white. And that's what he means by that in the last days. He means going through that persecution uh, and, and really being uh, tested unto the Lord. A lot of Christians don't believe that they're going to be tested. They don't believe that Jesus wants them to be tested. 
you know, these pre-tribulation rapture uh, folks, they don't believe that Jesus uh, wants them to go through hard times. They say, we don't need to be tested. We don't, we're the church. We don't need to go through hard times. We're already saved. And that's actually a direct quote from Mike Golay, a false teacher uh, in, uh, in the church. Uh, he made that quote a couple of weeks ago. And uh, that's what they believe, Pastor Vincent. That's what they believe. So there's, like I said, there's so much to talk about, so many different roads to go down. But the reality is, is that uh, the revivals, the corporate revivals in the charismatic church uh, have utterly failed. And it's unfortunate. I'm not saying people haven't been saved. Uh, I'm sure they have, but God wanted to do so much more. And whether it was the critics on the other side of the aisle, uh, you know, these these uh, oftentimes the cessationists or the Calvinists that criticize a move of God, and many and much of what they say is correct. Um, but the reality is, is that uh, they. You know, because of the actions of these charismatic pastors, they've given occasion for the critics to blaspheme. And, um, you know, it just it doesn't seem to end. It doesn't matter what revival it is. Uh, there's always something that comes out of these revivals that is unholy or that is false doctrine. And we can never get up off the ground. So. That's an amazing opening, and again, you're right. It opens up maybe seven different pathways to conversation. Um, going back to the minor frustration that a number of people are actually feeling, Chris, and that is the frustration that millions of uh, particularly American Christians, quote-unquote, um, that are following voices that were obviously incorrect, and yet if anybody you know, uh, you know, expresses their frustration about you know, why are you continuing to follow the voice of those whose voice led you in the first place into error? Why, without repentance and, and turning around and getting it right, why are you continuing to follow those voices that are keeping you connected? There is a minor frustration, but it's not just a challenging, competitive thing. It's a frustration to the people that actually spoke the truth and they told the truth. And there were so few people that were willing to follow that truth and hear the truth. And for ministers of God that are standing in the gap, they're being faithful, they're doing the right thing, uh, there is a frustration, isn't there? I mean, this is like the Jeremiah 28, Hananiah, Jeremiah showdown. Speak into that. It, it, yeah, well, <laughs> you just did. You just spoke into it, and it's exactly right. I mean, it is, it's the days of Jeremiah all over again. And I think that a lot of us uh, are feeling like Jeremiah. I, in fact, I would encourage uh, people listening today uh, to read uh, the book of Jeremiah uh, because you can uh, find a lot of that that you can relate to. Uh, Jeremiah got to a point where he wanted to die. Uh, he was uh, – so self-loathing uh, because he was one of the few, at least, that he knew of um, that was prophesying accurately, that was prophesying the word of God. And everyone else was prophesying peace and deliverance over Judah. Uh, he was beaten. He was put into mud pits, put in, bound in stocks, threatened with death. And uh, he just wanted to die. And the Lord kept telling him, no, nope, you're, you, you know, encouraging him, pre you know, you're preaching exactly, you're prophesying exactly what I'm saying, and uh, I will avenge your enemies. Of course, I'm paraphrasing. Uh, he said, I will avenge you on your enemies, and, um, and he did. He ended up doing that. Uh, the Lord was faithful, but not before Jeremiah had to go through some rough times. And, uh, you know, these, these are the days of Jeremiah. Um, Firmly believe that uh, there's no question in my mind, you know, as uh, as America sets itself up for judgment, uh, because we we have reached our peak as a country. Uh, so not only has the church reached its peak, but America has reached its peak as a nation. Uh, we are in a downward spiral into judgment. It will happen. Um, there are so many things going on that. Uh, um, you know, are just are just harbingers of things to come, and uh, you know the reality is is that uh, 
you know, this COVID virus has been a, an interesting thing. Uh, it certainly is not, uh, I would say, is I would not say it's as big as uh, a lot of people make it out to be, but it is a plague. Uh, it is, a, it is a, a virus, a deadly one, and it has killed a lot of people. Um, but it's just a light plague compared to the things that are coming. Uh, that's the thing that Christians need to understand. It is a, a prelude to much worse judgment. And, and so as you see here, uh, Pastor Vince, that even with this light plague, you see the government cracking down, taking away your freedoms and your liberties just with a light plague. So just imagine what they're going to do when, when uh, God's judgment really falls. You know, just imagine what they're going to do to your freedoms. They're going to blame it on climate change, just like God showed me almost 20 years ago, that as his judgments would fall, they would blame climate change. They would take away your freedoms and your liberties, and it would get worse. But that's not even the end. You know, the, the Bible says that's not even the end yet. You know, wars and rumors of wars and all of this stuff. That's not the end. The end still has yet to come. So as all these things are happening, as America gets into turmoil and be, turns into more of a civil war type of atmosphere uh, over across the sea, you're going to see that Islamic kingdom take formation. And that, that's what we need to keep our eyes on. We need to keep our eyes on the Middle East and the things going on over there. I know we get really wrapped up in, in politics here in America, but the real action actually is over in the Middle East and in Israel and in the surrounding nations. That's where you're going to see that Islamic kingdom take formation. You know, that's amazing. And people ought to pay attention to what you just said, because it was uh, 11 years ago, 12 years ago, Chris, that you were speaking in one of our radio broadcasts, and you said, this is what you need to watch out for. In the future, there's going to be a very aggressive LGBTQ community that's going to fast forward their progress and they are going to become very violent to the purposes of the kingdom of heaven. And since that time, we've seen what happened in 2015. We've seen the acceleration and all over the world now, uh, this fast forward movement that is, and probably will continue to be a bit more hostile against the purposes of God and turning things into a lie. So the Islamic state, now let me ask you this. Um, when you just said, that's where the action is. I think we will begin to see that exact thing begin to come to pass. Um, I wanted to ask you, very, very strong impression, and you know, you've known us long enough to know that uh, we've learned our lesson not to put dates on things and to say things uh, prematurely. We've, you know, that's, that's praise God. But I have a very, mm -hmm. very strong impress impression that I've released that people needed to be, you know, prepared and in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people right now, by the end of March, and as we come into the month of April, and we shared this on the air, that things are going to shift, and you don't want to be outside of the, you know, the, the right place where you need to be. Do you have any inkling in your thinking right now that as we enter into the winter months of uh, the rest of November, December, January, February. Uh, do you sense anything that um, would be cause for concern that people right now that are really seeking the face of God to understand the direction that they need to go in maybe? Well, you know, I, I, I don't, but I will say this. Um, there has been an urgency an urgency of utterance, if I can use that term, like I've never felt before, just in the last six months. Uh, an urgency uh, of the Spirit of God uh, moving me to utterance like, like I have not ever, ever felt before. And so, um, you know, I'm sensitive to that. Uh, and I'm sure that lots of other people um, are, you know, who are sensitive to the Holy Spirit are, are feeling the same thing. And that right there is sort of a testament in and of itself, you know. Um, you know, while all of these false prophets are so wrapped up 
in trying to restore Donald Trump to office and uh, still to this day um, trying to get their prophecy fulfilled. Uh, you know, the true saints of God um, that know what's coming are, are focused on things that are so much greater than that. Um, you know, God is not particularly interested in politics. He, he already, he orchestrates all of those leaders. He, he already knows what's going down. He's not particularly interested in the intricacies of the Donald Trump camp. His thoughts are so much higher than that. Uh, he's more interested in his bride and getting his, ride, his bride ready for his return. And so uh, we need to be prepared because there's going to, like I said, um, and like your feeling, you know, at any time, we can really start seeing the, uh, the tide shift. Uh, at any time, we could experience yet another unfolding judgment of God. And of course, I'm not talking about the, the trumpets or, or the plagues of God, the seven bulls. I, I'm talking about the things that come before that. But nevertheless, they are judgments and they do hurt. Um, and like I said, you know, with this COVID virus, there's a lot of arguments going back and forth about it. Some people think it's fake and things like that. It's actually not. It's actually a real virus. People have actually died. Even some of these uh, Christians who espouse it to be fake uh, actually have, you know, they, their, their leaders have died from it. Fred, Frederick Casey Price and uh, Lauren Sanford, a so-called prophet who ironically prophesied falsely concerning the Donald Trump uh, re-election and uh, then made a uh, statement of apology afterward. He passed away from COVID. Uh, so many other pastors, too, have passed away um, from this virus. But it's but a small thing. It's a small plague to what's coming. So in my opinion, the COVID virus is a good, it's a good trial run for what is ahead. And you can, it's interesting to see the reaction of everybody, including the Christian, uh, the Christian conservatives. It's very interesting. You know, you have government clapping down on rights. And then, of course, you have the right wing that's rising up and saying, oh, it's a government conspiracy. And that's what it's all about. And it's kind of interesting to see those two dynamics uh play out. It'll be interesting to see when God starts moving in his judgment even more, how the right wing adapts to that. Okay, so you had just mentioned that there is an urgency of utterance that God has put in your heart. What is That's the correct. top, what's at the top of your list, Chris? What is at the top of that urgency, that utterance that you have been speaking through your ministry, Lions Path? What is it that you would share with us, top of the list? Hmm. Well, that's, boy, you, you, now that's a good question. Top of the list. Um, I think uh, the top of the list is probably a call to holiness. That's at the top of the list. A call to holiness. Um, that's what God is calling his church to. Um, he has orchestrated um, all of the things that you've seen. He has allowed the American prophets to be shamed and, you know, once again, people are still listening and entertaining these false prophecies. They're not, they're, they're still sending their money to these people. They're not getting into the, the word of God and understanding what God says about the future and the last days. Um, they're so concerned about a man saving them from the evildoers of this country. They're so concerned about a man saving them that uh, they've taken their focus off of Jesus Christ. And it's no wonder that uh, Jesus keeps, um, if you want to say, uh, uh, sidestepping these prophets at every turn. Uh, every time these prophets open their mouths, uh, their prophecies fall flat. And it's no, no surprise. It's no coincidence. Uh, God is simply exposing them for what they are. Um, I am not suggesting that you and I will not see, you know, maybe little victories here and there. Um, but then again, so will the left wing of this country. Uh, it's all going to come to a head. It will just continue to escalate and escalate. Um, you know, the Lord has not 
given me any particular word at this time about specific events in America as far as this rebellion, as far as uh, any type of civil war, if you want to call it that. I call it a rebellion. But uh, uh, nevertheless, what we, we do know, you and I both know, that, uh, you know, America is not going to survive much longer. Uh, she has reached her peak. And the Bible uh, warns this country in two chapters about its destruction. We just don't know when exactly that destruction is going to come. But we do know that her destruction is coming, that she has to be wiped out. Her economic system that fuels the world, that fuels corruption, that fuels the persecution of the saints, but she's too drunk to notice. She's too full of sexual immorality to realize what's going on. She's too full of drunkenness to realize that the beast that's carrying her is about to turn and devour her. That is this country. Okay. And it's only a matter of time before, like I said, that beast takes formation and this country's economic system is taken out of the way. And it has to be that way. And so that the Islamic beast can implement his economic system. First, you have to take the world economic system out of the way before he can install his, and that's what he will do. Okay, so, you know, that is huge. You said something just a moment ago about the minor victories uh, that will, people will see, and on both sides, quite frankly, you know, if you're, if you're looking for revival and you see something flare up, you go, there it is, and if you're looking for judgment, right. if there's a, something happens, you go, there it is. But sure. um, these, these minor uh, appearances kind of make you think that, you know, a person is right. But the word of God is accurate. And the thing that I just heard at, at, at the core of your message so far today is that her cup is full. I mean, the cup of iniquity yes. is full. And once it gets yes. there, Babylon, she does what, Chris? She yells out and she says, I, I, I sit as a queen. I'll never see the day of trouble. She'll never That's admit right. that her cup is full. But from God's perspective... It is, and therefore we it know is. what will follow. So go ahead, speak into that. Well, I, yeah, I mean, it, there's nothing really more to be said except for the Spirit of the Lord told me very clearly that uh, America has reached its peak and that now judgment is set. And so all we can expect now is just we just wait. And, and this is why as individual Christians, we just have to get before the Lord. We have to uh, make him uh, our God, so to speak. Uh, we have to make him our God again. We have to return to the Lord. And uh, he's going to be moving through this country and calling out his elect. And uh, it's important that we're faithful to answer, that we do not reject his voice. Um, and if we do that, then it is quite possible that we can be divinely protected in these last days, whenever the end of days comes. Certainly, uh, we are living in, I would say, the last days, but it's difficult to say how long it will be before the actual tribulation begins. Um, but regardless, uh, we can, you know, we need to continue to serve him. We need to continue to be faithful and God's going to be singling out his elect. And we need to, we need to heed his voice. I'm telling you, uh, this is kind of a, one of those things where this is sort of a last call as it relates to living in peace. Uh, it's going to be very difficult for people especially people who are deceived into believing a lie, a lie of a catching up or a gathering of the saints before the tribulation. It's going to be very difficult for them to turn to the Lord in a day, uh, in the hour of trial. It's going to be tough. Um, if, if you don't have faith and if you don't understand what's going to happen before the trial begins, then it's very difficult to conjure up a, a measure of faith when you're going to be tested right away. You see what I'm saying? 
And this is where a lot of Christians are going to find themselves betraying one another. And that's what Jesus is talking about in Matthew 24. And in the the other Gospels of Luke and Mark, when he talks about uh, people betraying one another, family members betraying one another, because you know this is this is the kind of thing that's going to happen when uh, when the Antichrist actually takes power. Uh, Christians who thought they were going to be out of here are then going to be left with the choice of you know in my life or 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 what you know do i do i lay my life down or do i save my life and it's tough to make that choice when you're not walking with christ beforehand it's already going to be difficult enough for the people that are walking with christ so how much greater is that challenge going to be for people that are relying on a pre-tribulation rapture you know, the devil said, skin for skin, a man will do anything to save his own flesh. And he's not kidding. He knows that. And so, you know, this is the, the problem in the church. We have a lot of false doctrine. And the pre-tribulation rapture, a lot of people say that it is just a, it's just a minor doctrine. It's no need to, you know, to divide over it. Actually, there is a need to divide over it. You're going to see how hostile people get when they realize that they're going to be here. I'm telling you. You're going to see how hostile these people are going to become when they realize that they're going to be here. Yeah, there's already a forewind of that hostility. Anybody that preaches against the preacher of rapture is basically enemy number one. So you're telling us that, and I believe it's by the Spirit of the Lord, that God's call to the ecclesia is to be holy, which means to separate themselves unto the Lord. Um, and while we're that waiting, for, and while we're waiting for the things to come. This should be the, you know, the direction that we go in. So what I'm thinking, you let's go back to the Middle East right now and Islam, because I believe the closer we get to this great tribulation, this period of persecution and suffering untold from the beginning of the world, never be again, that um, people are probably waiting. My impression has always been, you know, when should one go and flee to the wilderness? Well, when you see the sign of uh, the abomination of desolation standing in the holy place. You know, that's a really good sign. And flee right. to yeah. the mountains. And so let me ask you this. With that thought in mind, um, we're, we're looking at that. Uh, how do you view, Chris, what do you see that the great tribulation, the, the real, genuine great tribulation that's coming, and we're witnessing some of the four winds right now, the labor pains have begun, the beginning of sorrows to a degree, what do you actually see it looking like on this earth during that time? Um, well, I think, I think uh, like Jesus said in, in Matthew 24, that that's a chronology. Uh, Jesus spells it out very plainly to his disciples that you will see these plagues and pestilences, and you will also have wars and rumors of wars, but the end is not yet. And that's the escalation of this all. So we're going to start to see the, the wars and the rumors of wars. And of course, this is why I keep telling people, pay attention to what's going on in the Middle East, North Africa, things like that. It's not, it's not any coincidence that countries like Afghanistan have been turned over to Islam. Uh, it's not any coincidence that the Sudan uh, you know, is being turned over to Islam. And, uh, you know, these things have to come because the Bible says that, uh, you know, these countries like this will follow in the beast train. And we do know that there are 10 kingdoms that this beast will, will have under him that will swear total allegiance to him. So we need to pay attention to what's going on uh, in the Middle East, especially uh, places like Syria. Uh, Syria is a big one. And the reason why we want to pay attention to that is because not only, not only does the Bible talk about Syria, uh, Antiochus IV was king over Syria. A lot of people think he was a Greek king, but he actually was king over Syria, not Greece. He was a Syrian king, and he is also a foreshadow of the Antichrist, of the actual beast. 
So we need to pay attention to what's going on in Syria. And not only that, the Islamic Hadiths, which we all know are not true inspired prophecy, but they are inspired by the dragon. And it's important to understand Islamic prophecy because that's, you know, we can gain intelligence on the enemy's playbook. You know, so when we see that Islamic prophecy, we know that's inspired by Satan and we know that that's his agenda. And according to Islamic uh, prophecies, uh, Syria is going to be a, a point of, of tension uh, for the Antichrist. And that is where the false prophet will descend, uh, I believe. Uh, their prophecies say he will descend onto Damascus, which is in Syria. And that's when he and this, this Mahdi, this uh, false messiah, will join forces together. So we need to pay attention, I'm telling you. I know it doesn't seem we're so wrapped up in what's going on uh, here in America, and that's typical of Americans to be so consumed with themselves that they don't understand the rest mm -hmm. of the world. Um, but the reality is is that uh, we do need to pay attention to the Middle East. I think we're going to start seeing some things coming to pass here in the 2030s. Um, and you know, that's not because God said anything. I'm just saying I think, you know, in the 2030s, we will start seeing some some major things happening. And uh, uh, so the Middle East, um, as the Antichrist, uh, you know, makes his, his entrance, you will start seeing him take over various nations. It's difficult to say uh, where he's going to come from. Uh, as far, I mean, you know, the Islamic Hadith say he will come from Mecca or Medina, but, you know, like I said, we need to take those prophecies with a grain of salt um, because they are not inspired by the Holy Spirit. They're inspired by demonic spirits. Um, but uh, we're going to see him come out of somewhere. I don't know if he will be part of a terrorist group or if he will maybe be a prince in a nation that not necessarily a king, but an actual prince in a nation and begins to uh, make his move onto Syria, Turkey, and other important nations, and he will start to consolidate his kingdoms. Um, as that's happening, uh, of course, you know, in America here, we will be having our own infighting and our own occupation going on. So uh, I don't really know what the what the future holds for America as far as, you know, step-by-step -step events. Um, I do know that its final end is going to be judgment. Uh, we, like I said, we've reached our peak. So I don't really concern myself um, much with elections anymore or who's going to win or anything like that because at the end of the day it's not really going to matter like i said america is going to be uh handed over uh to its judgment and that day is not far off so you know like i said we want to we really don't want to be too focused on the the politics of this country that doesn't matter uh, as much as we think it does. What's important is making sure that we're in the word of God and that we're building ourselves up in a most holy faith uh, because we're going to need it in order to endure the things that are coming in the years to come. Okay, well, I could see where a lot of people would be very upset with you by saying, hey, it doesn't matter anymore, because they would say things like, well, it's people like you that don't get involved, and that's why we're where we're at right now, and I disagree as well oh, with well, their thought. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, and to be perfectly honest, uh, just so we're clear, uh, I do vote. Uh, <laughs> I do vote, and uh, I have voted for Donald Trump twice. Uh, so I don't want uh, to give people the idea that uh, I don't uh, approve of Donald Trump. Obviously, I would prefer him in office over uh, the current administration. Yeah, but what I, what I am, yeah, what I am saying is, is that in the overall scheme of things, it's not really going to matter. Donald Trump Agreed. is not our savior. He's not our deliverer. And to be perfectly honest, and I know some people are going to be upset with this, but to be perfectly honest, uh, Jesus Christ is a little upset that we're spending a little bit too much time honoring a man instead of him. Amen. Well, I totally agree with that. And yeah, you were, you were tracking in the same direction because we're understanding, we're seeing signs of the times. One of the things that um, is a blessing to my heart when we talk about this 
kind of prophecy. It goes all the way back to the Tower of Nimrod, a man by the name, or a, a, a Tower of Babel, but, and a man by the name of Nimrod representing rebellion. And the United Nations, as I understand it, uh, there are two very powerful blocks, the Communist Bloc and the Islamic Bloc. And the idea of getting the United States of America out of the way so that this United Nations Tower of Babel mentality, because the end is revealed from the beginning, and we do see this regathering of the United Nations, probably the man of sin, uh, utilizing all that power around the world, um, potentially, you know, is, is accurate for what we're expecting to happen in the days that come ahead. But um, we're watching it grow and we're watching it build. And we are a nation that is in a lot of trouble right now. And this, this country is, is still mesmerized. Uh, because we've been intoxicated, we've mixed the water with the wine, and that's true, and we're confused, and that's true. We don't know which way to go. So your advocation, stay in the Word of God and ask the Holy Spirit to teach you what the Word of God says, and then usually you'll turn on a YouTube, you'll turn on a podcast or whatever, and you'll go to fellowship, you go to church, and you'll have confirmations of what God is teaching you. Close? Yes, absolutely. Yes. And one of the things that I will add is, is that, you know, we, we have, a, there's going to be a parallel going on here. Um, you're going to have the, the beast kingdom. And, and again, I don't know if this guy's alive right now. I'm assuming he is. Um, Obviously, he hasn't made his entrance yet. But what's going to happen is, is that you know he will he will start off like, you know, like like I said, a a sort of um, a, a, what the Bible calls a, the little horn. And even though it's talking about Antiochus IV, he's still a foreshadow of the beast. And that's how this Antichrist will start out as a little horn, and he will grow. And so while he's doing his thing. In the across the ocean, you know, things are going to be happening in America that have nothing to do with what he's doing. And so there is two different world orders that are going to be taking place because naturally you will have a lot of first world countries that are setting themselves up for uh, even more control and authoritarianism. Uh, but that is not the Antichrist. It, it looks like it, but it's not. Uh, the Antichrist will come later, and, and he will actually form his Islamic uh, sort of kingdom in the Middle East. Like I said, he's a little horn, and he will gain a lot of notoriety because of his power and his ability to crush his enemies. But he will also speak very wisely, and he will understand the deep things of the world, and that is what will confound even first world countries. He will have answers to a lot of, a lot of things that the world uh, wants to hear, and that's how he'll get his seat at the table uh, of negotiation with the Jewish people, okay? So we're going to have things taking place in America that appear like a new world order, um, you know, because it just will. And uh, that's not the Antichrist. That's not the end. Uh, you'll know the Antichrist when you see him, and it has nothing to do with uh, America. Remember, she's being killed by the beast and she's too drunk to know it uh, her economy fuels that beast kingdom and she doesn't even realize it that's why the Lord holds her responsible for the blood of prophets and of saints because her financial her foreign aid fuels Islam the Islamic kingdoms uh, in fact if you understood uh, foreign aid in America, you would know that most of the, the top countries that she supplies aid to are Islamic in nature. And so and we, we prop up that enemy of the gospel. We prop up that persecution of the saints. And that's what God is talking about. It's a metaphor. When we talk about the great harlot that sits on many waters, it's a metaphor. It's a word picture. Uh, God is, is revealing to us how this 
how this woman operates. You know, she's not committing the actions. She's not, she's not slaughtering the shit the saints. She's just simply drunk with their blood. It's a metaphor. So she doesn't realize um, that uh, the beast is ready to turn on her because she's going to be too preoccupied with her own thing. Um, and that's what we're doing right now in America. It's a perfect description of what's going on. Um, and, and the Bible gives us clues about her, uh, her influence, that she's over a multitude of people, nations, and tongues, that she sits on seven mountains. That's representative of the seven continents of the world. Her economy spans the globe. And when she is crushed, when she is burned with fire, the uh, Bible says that the kings of the earth will wail, they will scream, they will lament, because they will all go bankrupt. And the Bible says that he has uh, put it into the heart of the beast to fulfill his will and to burn her with fire. That is a remarkable statement by uh, the Spirit of the Lord, that he would put it into the heart of the beast to destroy this great harlot that sits on many waters. And so when you talk about the United Nations, what you're talking about is, is that great city, that great city uh, in New York that uh, is the heartbeat and the lifeblood of America, where the United Nations headquarters sits and where the economy of the, you know, you could say the economy of the world sits. And that, that is that great city uh, that Islam has already tried to take out two times and failed. But the third time it tries to take it out, it will succeed and will burn her with fire and the entire country will collapse. And that is how that Islamic kingdom will usher in its own economy. Do you see what I'm saying? It mm-hmm. takes out the world economy mm-hmm. and ushers in his own economy. That's how he does it, because he crushes that economy of the world, which is housed in, of course, New York City. Yeah, so, I mean, that's another whole conversation, cryptocurrencies, Bitcoins, you know, Bitcoin's now soaring at $70,000 a coin, and you wonder how digital that's going to go. Um, Very, very interesting. I'd like to open the telephone lines up right now for just a few minutes for anybody that has a question or a comment. Uh, You'd like to ask Chris a question. You want want to share something with him. The number to call, 818-369-0326. Once again, 818-369-0326. We're talking with Chris King. He's the, uh, he, he has Lion's Path Ministry. He's been doing radio for a very long time, prophesying for a very long time. Much of what he has said, if not everything I've heard him say, has been come to pass. It's being fulfilled before our eyes. Um, you know, it's very interesting right now that all those ships are at sea off of uh, just outside the harbors of our nation, and how the book of Revelation talks about there will be ships at sea and the shipmasters will be weeping and wailing because they'll be witnessing this smoke of her torment going up. And I thought, what a very strange type of uh, impression right there. But, Chris, I do have some calls coming in, so let me bring one in coming from area code 916. Good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. you have a question or comment for Chris? Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. How are you good morning. doing today? We are doing, doing great. fabulous. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> so I don't have a question, but I do have a comment. Uh, you know, Chris, your comment about climate change, quote unquote, <laughs> being blamed for shifts in the earth and catastrophes in the earth, that really clarified something for me this morning. Um, I, I just want to say that, you know, I do watch the news. I look at it on my smartphone when I feel like I need entertainment or I need to laugh at something. <laughs> Shame on yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's these news blurbs that are popping up all over the place more and more and more. It's a lot of attention being paid to, quote, climate change, unquote. Now, I am aware <clears throat> it used to be called global warming, but all of a sudden right. it's being called climate change. And right. I, I did take notice of that. <clears throat> I haven't really paid much attention to what it might mean, but I'm just noticing, okay, it's being talked about over and over and over again in the news 
services. Your comment about climate change being blamed for world physical world catastrophes, I think that comment is right on. In other words, instead of people acknowledging that it is the move of God, God's sword of judgment being visited upon the world by way of world catastrophes, physical catastrophes, instead of people acknowledging the move of God, they're blaming climate change, which right. by extension, they're blaming human, the human race for climate change. And people are right. scrambling around for answers, trying to figure out what we've been doing wrong, how can mm-hmm. we change our behavior on the planet so that climate change will no longer progress and become an issue of danger to us. And it's just right. laughable. And it's just such a scope of deception that completely takes the focus off of the Lord. It takes the focus off of Scripture and puts the focus on man, which is just ridiculously laughable. It's sad. It's it's detestable. And I think, Chris, that you really kind of – your comments about climate change this morning really did unlock a mystery for me, and I, I, I truly do appreciate it. And that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. All right. Thank you, Sandra. Yeah, that's a great comment. Chris, you want to speak into that? Well, I mean, it's something that the Lord showed me years ago uh, when he gave me a word about California. He also began speaking about climate change and specifically told me that uh, they will blame my judgments on climate change. And as they do that, they will continue to uh, uh, debilitate freedom and liberty in many countries, not just this country. And it will not be until the end, you know, when the trumpets and the bowls of God pour, that these people will realize that it's actually God in heaven who is doing this, Mm -hmm. you see? And that is how the Antichrist will be able to gather together the armies of the world to go to war with Jesus, is because of all of his judgments. They will finally realize that it is God in heaven who is judging the world, and they will go to war with him. But it won't be until then. Until that time, they will just blame climate change, blame Mother Nature. And that's, I'm telling you, it's going to take away our freedoms. And to be perfectly honest with you, I mean, look, you know, the Lord doesn't show me a lot. I mean, he doesn't. Uh, a lot of things that uh, the Lord has shown me were from years ago. And I just keep re-prophesying the same thing over and over again because that's what prophets do. We just, we just re, we, we, we repeat over and over again the same thing unless God uh, gives us something different. So God doesn't show me a lot of things, and I never uh, was, was told about, you know, God never showed me anything about co- the COVID virus or anything like that. But I think it's very interesting that that sort of popped up, and, uh, and regardless of what we think about it, uh, the point is, is that you see the government clamping down on our rights and our freedoms, blaming climate change and blaming, you know, this and that, and uh, clamping down on our rights and freedoms because of a virus that really, I mean, even though it's deadly, I get that, it's really not uh, extremely deadly. It's not like we're talking about Ebola here. Uh, You know, we're talking about something that's a step above the flu. Uh, and like I said, it's, it's no disrespect to anybody who has friends or family, you know, where they've lost somebody. Um, I've uh, seen a lot of people who have, um, you know, who have lost their lives to COVID and things like that. But um, my point is, it's, just, it's a light plague, and we're seeing how the government is handling that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I, you were saying earlier about how we're so introverted and short-sighted, and we're looking at everything here in America as though this is, you know, we're just plugged into here. We're not viewing what's going on around the world, which is important because Bible prophecy has to do with the globe, everything involved in it. And um, I believe that this whole, you know, situation, this lockdown, what happened in 2019, 2020, all the violence, all the crazy stuff that hit our nation – uh, was a real distraction, and I believe that they were 
while they were locking everybody down and going through the motions that behind the scenes, they were implementing their final components uh, to bring global control. And I think that really was happening, whether it's through different currencies or 5G towers or whatever it is, time will tell. But I love what you said, uh, the true prophets of God, they just keep repeating what God told them to say, regardless of when it looks like something's changing. Some people just start prophesying, oh, we're going to go over here, and then they, oh, they go over here, and they shoot right. with every wind. But the true prophets stay the course because what God said in the beginning, it's going to be fulfilled unless there's massive repentance, which we're not seeing. All right, Chris, we're down to about six minutes in the broadcast right now. The number to call if you have a question or comment, 818-369-0326, press 1 on the dial pad. Uh, tell us what you're doing in your ministry, Lion's Path. How can people contact you? Um, and just kind of share a little bit of that information with us. Oh, before you do, well, before you do, yes, let's yes. take this call coming out of South Dakota right now. Uh, I want to make sure that people get their their comments in. So, good morning, South Dakota. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. What's on your heart? Yes. Good morning. Uh, quickly, um, when the brother is talking. Um, <clears throat> about honoring men instead of God. Uh, I've had the opportunity to be with people that have given prophetic work concerning America, and that is one thing he said. In your country, you honor people instead of God. And I thought, oh, what a serious place that we are entering into. And then a little comment that says, like in Luke 21, Jesus said, And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draws nigh. And that is the, he's coming for the bride. And I'm not talking about these people that believe in an immediate return of the Lord Jesus, like in the next 10 minutes. But there is Mm -hmm. a settle that's going on right now, I believe, all over the world. Thank you. All right. Excellent comment. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, it's it's a it's a perfect comment for that moment, Chris. Um, your thoughts about what you just heard? Well, I mean, yeah, I, there's really nothing more to be said. I, right. I mean, she did say it all, and uh, you know, the the fact is 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 that God is displeased um, that uh, we are spending so much time focusing on on men and on politicians to bring salvation. Uh, it's not going to happen, folks. I'm telling you. Uh, it's only going to get worse. And, uh, you know, this country, like I said, is headed in a downward spiral. And the only the only one that can save it is Jesus Christ. And he's not going to save the country as a whole um, because people, most of the country is not going to repent. But uh, we can. That doesn't mean yeah. that you can't repent. Uh, we all can repent and we all can draw close to God. Um, people can reach me at uh, lionspath.us. Uh, it is uh, my ministry uh, website uh, where I post uh, an occasional podcast here and there and, and uh, some uh, articles. And I will be coming out in the next couple of days with uh, an article on prophetic ministry. It's called a primer on prophetic ministry, and it's a concise uh, article on the office of a prophet and and the gift of prophecy. Uh, it's it, it's lengthy. It's going to be a little bit of a lengthy article, but it, like I said, it's very concise. It's not like in a book format. Um, and it will be an article coming out in a couple of days. If people are interested, they can uh, go onto my website lionspath.us and they can uh, subscribe via email. And uh, it will be coming out in a couple of days. And hopefully it will shed some light on what true prophecy is and what a true uh, office of a prophet is. Uh, There's a lot of confusion about that in this day and age. And it does seem like uh, we have a lot of false prophecies and false prophets in America. So it's time to, uh, you know, bring some separation there. Amen. All right. Very good. That's going to be a great article. And I, I believe, Chris, we'll be seeing and hearing from you much more in the days that lie ahead. It's been a great reconnect, a great rejoining uh, to be with you. Uh, the website is on the uh, on the screen right now, lionspath.us. It's how you'll connect with Brother Chris. And uh, if you want to chat with him or if you want to just follow what he's doing, that's the way to do it. Um, all right, Brother Chris, we have 90 seconds. A final word from you. Anything that you feel needs to be imparted to the listeners today? 
I have said uh, all that I can say today. Uh, I want to thank you uh, for having me on once again. And I would just, like I said, encourage people, get into the word of God. That is the most important thing. Let his words fill you up in these last days. Uh, pay no attention to the nonsense that's going on in the news. Shut social media off. Learn to hear from Jesus Christ. Read his word, focus on him, and get off of social media. Quit being so caught up in the controversies and the conspiracy theories of the right wing. It's not doing anything to it's not doing anything to uh, further fruit in your life. It's just, it's just creating a lot of doubt and second guessing. So focus on the Lord, get in the word, and uh, you will be secure in that. Amen. All right, Chris King, Lion's Path Ministry. God bless you. Thanks for joining me on the air. We'll see you again very soon, sir. Thank you, Pastor Vincent. God bless you. You are welcome. Thank you for the blessing. All right, that was Chris King. We've got to go to a quick, hard break today. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the broadcast. Tomorrow, our missionary friends from Honduras, Brian and Kathy, will be joining me on the air. We'll look forward to seeing you then. Have a super blessed day. Consider everything you heard. You just heard the final word. Shift your focus onto the Word of God. Know and understand what's happening in the world today. What some say will happen in 15 years could happen in 15 days. Only God knows. Be ready. Be prepared. For a wise man, we'll get in front of what God has revealed is coming. God bless you. Man being male and female. Shalom. Have a super blessed day. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.